What's up, guys? Welcome back to another installment of the Cinemania World Podcast, where Alex and I will break down all things movie and television that's going on in the world today. Alex, what's going on? How are you doing? What's going on? I'm having a great day. I'm just sitting here wearing a Baby Driver t-shirt that is very colorful, reminds me of summer, and... I'm happy because summer is right around the corner, and it's going to be in the 80s and 90s next week, and that's the weather I love. So, Well, two things. I hate you for <laughs> that Baby Driver shirt because I want it. And Should have gone to Urban Outfitters and got it. And I hate summer. So we'll, we'll start on that note. <laughs> I hate summer. I love my sweater. I love my sweater weathers. I love my, uh, no. I love I my cold. I love cold. I don't know what is wrong with you people. I don't get it. I don't get it. All right. So let's start off today. Today we have a lot to get through. So bear with us. If you're here, if you're here and you're listening, grab some popcorn. Grab. Some, I don't know what you. What I don't know what you're eating at this time. I don't. I mean, I don't yeah, know what time it is near you, but just. What do the kids drink nowadays? Right. I don't know. Just grab a snack because we got some stuff to dive into today. So, let's kick off with some breaking news. Breaking news today. Uh, I guess there's a there's a, um, a film festival going on in Europe called Cine Europe. And they just showed the audience Avengers 4 and Captain Marvel footage. And the audience is going insane. So, this makes me excited. I don't think we need Avengers 4 footage right away. But I would love some Captain Marvel footage. So I'm excited, and I feel like this means that we will get Captain Marvel footage very soon. Alex, what do you think? Uh, I hate those people right now that saw that. Um, the, in regards to the Captain Marvel footage, um, I did hear something that a trailer is dropping soon. I heard something that it was supposed to drop as soon as today. Uh, as far as I know, that did not happen. Um, but if that's the rumor, I'm assuming that's true. That it's coming at least soon. Uh, people that saw Avengers 4 footage, I fucking hate you right now. Uh, I mean, that's... <sighs> Just give me Avengers 4 right now! I know, I and it's it right like... Now. And it's crazy because, like... Like, I'm surprised they even have stuff ready this early for Avengers 4. So it's like, you know, whatever you got, you know... I mean, I would love to see it, but... I'm not. I can wait a little longer because Infinity War is still really fresh. But if they showed Captain Marvel footage, listen, I've been getting into Captain Marvel lately, and I've been reading some of the comics to get ready for the movie. I've been buying some Captain Marvel merch, and I'm really excited to see Brie Larson's uh, Carol Danvers comes to the big screen. So I just want to see some of that footage. I'll be fine with that. Also, what they showed at Cine Europe was an Aquaman trailer. So that also could be coming really soon, I guess. So yeah, that's it's just crazy, you know? Dude, why the hell don't we live in Europe? I, I don't know, but it seems like they're getting a lot of stuff right now. Dude, they, and... they, they get all the shit before us. They get Avengers before us. They get James Bond before us, but that makes sense. Because James Bond's a British guy, so... Right. Uh, they, get, they get Star Wars before us. Like, what the hell? Like, like I want to I I be an English person. Like, can exactly. I just move to London now? <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, like, I'm really excited about it, about all three of those things showing. And if it's getting a good response from people, 
then I'm super pumped about it. Because I remember a few weeks ago, some Avengers 4, like, uh, cover art, like, art leaked. And we don't know if it's real or not, but it showed some of the characters who, who survived, like, the characters who survived, spoiler alert, who survived in Infinity War. And, um, it showed it had Ant-Man, Ant-Man, and then it had, uh, Hawkeye. So, yeah, I mean, I'm excited to see what that's about, but I'm more so on the Captain Marvel train, and I want to see some of that, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. So. Yeah, you've been, you've been getting into Captain Marvel a lot lately, so. Yeah, so it's like my jam right now. So, we'll move on to our act. That was the breaking news, everyone. They showed some footage of these fantastic movies I'm, assure, I'm sure of. So, we'll move on to... Our first segment of the day, and that is from Wonder Woman, two photos revealed from Patty Jenkins. And one of the photos actually showed Steve Trevor, um, a.k.a. Chris Pine. So I'm guessing Steve Trevor makes a return to the movie. I don't know how. It could be It could be like a flashback. I don't know what they're going to do. But the other photo that Patty Jenkins shared, I think it was Gal Gadot who shared this photo... She shared it was um of Wonder Woman looking at a bunch of screens and you know that look that was actually a really nice photo and I'm excited that this movie is set you know before Justice League and all that stuff you know um, yeah. I'm excited that it's set before I'm excited that it's set in 1984 because there's so much stuff you can do in that time period you know so I'm from what we've seen in these photos and he's set and I'm sure there's gonna be some more set photos and stuff like that maybe even like. I don't think any footage, but I'm I'm excited to see these more more set photos and see what the settings like. What do you think? Um, the yeah, that photo was released on Gal Gadot's uh, Twitter. Uh, I think that I think that that photo with her looking at all the different screens is really cool. Uh, the fact that Chris Pine's coming back as Steve Trevor—that's like the worst kept secret ever. Yeah, um, I feel like that's something you could have kept. For the movie, and then I'd be like, "Oh, it's it's that guy again," you know. So I don't know what they. I don't really agree with them showing him, but you know, I guess you have to should do something to get audiences excited. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, it's not even that though. It's just like it's like I just knew from the fact, like when when he sacrificed himself in Wonder Woman, I was just like, "There's no way they're doing a sequel without him." So I was like, "He's coming back somehow." And I, that, that's why I'm like, it's the worst kept secret, because it's like, we all knew it, like, he, that he was coming back, but like, my whole thing is, it's like, how is he coming back in 1984, though? Because it's, because it's what, Wonder Woman 1984, I don't know if that's the official title. But, that, I, I, think, uh, I think it is, because, you know, on the Wonder Woman 2 page, and on Patty Jenkins', uh, Patty Jenkins uh, Twitter page, it says WW1984. No, WW84. Okay. So I'm assuming that's the t- if that was the title, I'm fine with it. Wonder Woman 1984 yeah. or Wonder Woman 84. I mean, I'm I mean, yeah. those both sound co- cooler than Wonder Woman 2. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I mean, I'll be yeah. down for it. So what I think it, I think it's easy for, for people to say that it's a flashback. So I'm feeling like it, it could be something, some kind of like a, you know, I saw some, I saw some, uh, I saw some like fan theories. And earlier today, and one of the people were like, hey, what if this turns into, like, some type of Captain America's uh, Winter Soldier thing where he comes back? That was going to be my next point. Yeah, when he comes back and he's, like, evil and it's like a, you know, it's like a – because I – her villain in the movie is going to be Cheetah. And I read that Cheetah has this thing where she can, like – 
it's like this, like, I don't know, like this hallucination type of thing. So if she can do that and then, you know, bring back, you know, uh, Steve Trevor and Steve Trevor in the photo looks, he looked like he didn't look happy. He just looked like something happened or he's about to do something. So I'm kind of speculating that he comes back as a bad guy. That'd be interesting. But yeah, I'm curious to see your thoughts on that. I would say, I would say, I, I think I'm kind of 50, 50, like I agree 50% of what you're saying. Um, with the whole, like, Winter Soldier thing. But at the same time, uh, the other half of me thinks it's probably more of, like, maybe not him being a bad guy, but then just going the Captain America route where it's, like, maybe he didn't die and didn't sacrifice himself. And, oh, he was, like, cryogenically frozen for 40 years. So we're just Captain america this right now. You know? Maybe something like that, and he, I don't know. I mean, it's it's hard to tell. I mean, the thing is, is that I, I knew so. Right. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's just hard. It's just hard to pinpoint what his role in the movie exactly is. Yeah. Good point. Because like, and I guess that's what happens when you just have like a you know some photos. You're able to do so much with the photo, and you're able to dissect each thing or each possibility that could come out of it. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I'm definitely excited to see. Where this goes, I'm definitely excited for Wonder Woman 2 because, you know, out of all the DC films, it's like that's like the, their saving grace. So I'm excited yeah. to see what that, you know, what comes out of that. So uh, moving on to another topic, which is actually a lot. Uh, we have a heavy DC show, I guess. couple of topics. The first couple of topics are like from the DCEU. And I guess uh, the next thing is that Jeff Johns is stepping down from... The DC, you know, head person, you know, to work on more of like a product, you know, producer role, when more like the producer and creator role, and he, his first project will be the Green Lantern Corps. So, what do you think about these news about Jeff Johns stepping down from the DCEU? You know, you know, I think he was like the president or like. What What are your thoughts? Well, I think. Ah, this is gonna be hard. I'm trying to, because I'm trying, actually trying to collect my thoughts right now. Right, um, right, right, right. Um, from what it sounds like, it, I don't know if this is true, but it sounds like before he was kind of like the Kevin Feige guy. Yeah. Um, so it says that he Jeff Johns to step down as DC chief creative officer. So basically, okay. like basically, he was like Feige of the whole thing. Okay, yeah, because but like that's but that's what DC needs. They need somebody like Kevin Feige. That's the thing. Yeah, like, so, I, agree. I mean, I mean, I get, it, I get it. Like maybe like trying to like create like a whole cinematic universe might take its toll. But I mean, Kevin Feige's done it for ten years. It's like you, I mean, if you hammer out good story, good characters, get good cast, good directors, like, and don't let the studio dictate the way the movies play out. You're solid. Like, Jeff Johns has... I think Jeff Johns can be that guy. And, but I don't know if... I, I, I feel like maybe he's becoming more of, like, a writer and producer and just wants to take on that role because he's afraid of the pressure that, like, that Kevin Feige-type role might bring. But right, right. I'm, I'm not too sure. I mean, I'm, I still got to collect my thoughts on that. Well, okay, so a couple of more information is that... Okay, so the reason why I believe Kevin Feige works for Marvel is Kevin Feige has had history. Kevin Feige has had his hands on a lot of 
Marvel films before the MCU was even thought of. You know, he he had his hands on. He was like one of the producers, like you know, not not an executive producer, but he was one of the producers for like movies like Spider like Spider Man and Spider Man Two. He was a producer for Fantastic Four. He was a producer for like X Men and a lot of those movies that we've seen before. You know, before the MCU. So I think he already had history in that market. And the and the difference between that him and and Jeff Johns is that Jeff Johns was a guy who was making comic books. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I guess that's what I was yeah, say, he so. was making comic books. And, you know, something like this is a big task to take on. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I definitely feel for the guy, and I'm glad that if, if he's doing something that's going to make him happy. And, if yeah. that, you know, if he has he has a Warner, Bro- Warner Brothers producing deal where he's going to do some movies. And if his first film is uh, Green Lantern Corps, take away everything you got from uh, the Ryan Reynolds Green Lantern. That was a horrible, you know, that was a horrible... Rendition. Yeah, that was a horrible rendition of the Green Lantern character. And I think with the right producer, right director, right casting, I think the Green Lantern movie can be really, really good. And we had a snippet of Green Lantern in Justice League, and it got me it got me excited to see where they can take this character. Because I would definitely want him to go for a new character. I wouldn't want him to, you know, I wouldn't want to, oh, he's working on Man of Steel or, like, Batman. I would love to see him work on bringing in a new character into the DCEU. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, we got some breaking news, actually. I'm on Deadline.com. We got more? Yeah, some breaking news. I went on to look for the Jeff Johns article, and right at the top it says, Comcast makes $65 billion bid for Fox, 19% higher than Disney's. Wait, I thought I thought Disney already bought them out, though. No, 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 no. That was just like, they had like a deal going on, but now Comcast uh, is trying to swoop in and try to... Like, physically, like, like legit, like, actually buy the company. Yeah, and they just made a bid that's higher than what Disney was offer, offering. Wow. That's, in, that's incredible. <laughs> Damn, um, that, yeah, that's nuts. Right, that is incredible. And I... I mean, we, we've had this talk before, and I would love for Disney to get Fox, but, you know, there's, there's, there's like a pros and cons to that. The pros yeah. is that, yes, we'll get the X-Men and Deadpool and Fantastic Four all at the all in the MCU, but the cons of that is that that's a lot of movies that will be under the Disney belt and umbrella, and I feel like the movie business will not benef- be beneficial if Disney owns the majority of the, you know, of the competition. So I'm kind of glad that this is happening, but in a way I'm like, no, man, I want the X-Men, I want all those characters in the MCU. So, I mean, I guess we'll see how this develops, you know, how how this goes. You know what I mean? So, Uh, any thoughts on that? uh, Yeah, I do have, I do have a couple thoughts. If that actually happens, I won't, I won't mind it, because my whole thing with Disney buying the Fox characters, like the X-Men and the Deadpool uh, characters, um, I mean, yeah, it would be cool to have them in the MCU, but, like, at this point in the MCU, like, you're, what are we now, 19 movies in? Yep, it would just, yep. like, if, if you put if you put the X-Men and, like, other mutants in there, I, th- I feel like it would just feel out of place, because it would be like, well, like, where have they been this whole time? Right, and we're already kind of established, in a way? Yeah, like, what you're it's, saying? It's, it's, like, the MCU's kind of already established, like, 
kind of like what it is, what heroes it wants to focus on. It's like it's like you add mutants to a world where it's like we've never seen mutants before. It's gonna be a little strange. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. So we have that as a topic. So yeah, that was a little breaking news, I guess. But moving yeah, on, wow. moving back on to the uh, DCEU. Um, another part, another uh, good good news is that well, not, I don't know if it's good or bad, but uh, we they they've kind of under they kind of announced, kind of sort of announced that the Matt Reeves Batman will be a reboot, and it will be with a new actor and not Ben Affleck. So my initial thoughts on that is that I'm a little bummed because I did enjoy Ben Affleck as Batman. Justice League, it felt he felt a little bit tired, and he felt a little bit. I I don't think he liked where the movie was going, which is why he didn't. I feel like he didn't put this all in that film. And you know, Justice League was not good, but we can't blame the actors on that. It was yeah. a bad script. It was a bad direction. You know what I mean? So, yeah. if this is true, then I guess I will accept it because if we, if it's just the whole thing with. Batman being recast is, is becoming very played. You know what I mean? It's becoming very like it's beca- it's becoming like a like a oh my god Cle- re- like a cliche. Yeah, it's becoming like oh my god they're rebooting Bat they're they're recasting Batman again. And you go on the list of how many Batman we, we Batman we've had over the years. Dude, and I it's think insane. we've had more Batmans. I think we've had more Batmans than we've had James Bond. Yeah, it's like insane because we went from we went from a uh, Christian Bale. To Ben Aff- to um to Ben Affleck now to possibly someone else in the span of ten years is insane to me and it's like yeah it's the same thing that was going on with Spider Man and the and Spider and the thing about Spider Man is that literally when when Amazing Spider Man two happened and it failed and it was it was a complete disaster with box office and with fans. Um, that's when Sony and Marvel made the deal. So it was still kind of fresh that we got this new Spider-Man. Uh, but it was, but it still felt fresh because it was in the MCU and it wasn't a Sony movie. And when people, when people saw that Marvel signed on, you know, when they, when they cast, uh, Tom Holland as Spider-Man, it got people excited because now we have a younger Spider-Man and we have a, you know what I mean? So, and, and the thing about Batman is that this will be... The second time, the second time in the DCEU that this that this is gonna happen, that he's gonna be recast, and it's I don't know, it's gonna th- I feel like it's gonna throw people off, and I don't I don't I don't know how I feel about it, and I guess you can say the same thing happened with MCU when they had to recast Hulk, but the good thing about that I guess is that uh, they 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 felt with an actor. Actually, actually, they did it a couple times in the MCU because they had to they had to recast Hulk and they had to recast War Machine um, and Red Skull. Yeah, and Red Skull. Actually, yeah. So they've done it a few times, but it's just like I guess with the MCU and with Hulk is that yeah, you had the solo film, but the MCU wasn't really yet established yet when they changed uh-huh. actors. You know, the MCU really got established when when after the first Avengers. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. with this and with Batman being rebooted and recasted again, it's like the DCEU was not established yet. So we're we're already gonna have another actor coming in playing Batman. So what are your what are your thoughts on all of the, all of this? I know it's a lot to take in. 
Um, well, I'll just say, you know, maybe there's, I kind of want to see a new Batman, to be honest with you, because Ben Affleck just, he, he, I mean, I agree with you about Justice League, maybe not so much uh, with, like, Batman v Superman, like, he seemed, he seemed to want to be there in Batman v Superman, but it's like, like, Justice League, you could tell he didn't want to be there. And then there were, there were times when he was promoting, um, Batman v Superman, in interviews, and he, you could tell he didn't want to be in those interviews. It's almost like, oh, yeah, I know this is going to be a terrible movie. So it's like, I don't want somebody playing Batman who doesn't want to be there, you know? Right, um, right. You, you have a point, yeah. Yeah, and, like, and like if, if this whole Batman reboot isn't part of the DC Extended Universe, like, if it's Matt Reeves' own thing, then I'm okay with that because, I mean, I really don't like this version of Batman in the DC Extended Universe. I think Ben Affleck does fine with what he's given. Um, and I, I, the only thing I like about Batman in the DC Extended Universe is that it's an older Batman, but I don't like I don't like the fact that he's killing people. I don't like the fact that he's like... He, it's, it's like he's too dark, you know? Um, but, I mean, that's, that's kind of my thoughts with that. So, I mean, I'm kind of okay. I mean, yeah, the whole casting thing's getting kind of old now. Um, but I mean, you can, I mean, Christian Bale couldn't have played Batman forever. Ben Affleck's not going to play Batman forever. Just like how Daniel Craig's not going to play James Bond forever. I mean, Bond 25 is going to be Daniel Craig's last one. Sean Connery didn't play James Bond forever. Harrison Ford didn't play Han Solo forever. He's not going to play Indiana Jones forever. So, I mean, I mean, I'm, o I'm okay with it in that regard. And if they keep it out of the DC, I think they gotta, for the time being, just keep it out of the DC extended universe, uh, until... Until they can come up with a good solo Batman movie, like do you could you could do this whole thing, this whole Matt Reeves Batman trilogy, while doing like another Batman movie in the DC Extended Universe. Although that might be a little bit confusing, um, but um, I think I think it, I think you need a fresh take on Batman. Ben Affleck doesn't want to be there. He certainly showed that in Justice League that he didn't want to be there. Um, I'm. I'm on the fence. Like I'm, I, I think he's okay as Batman. I, I haven't seen really. We don't really see much of him as Bruce Wayne, but like his Batman, you know. I, I mean, I enjoy it for what it is. But when I look at Ben Affleck's Batman, I just look at it and be like, well, what if Ben Affleck was Batman in the Dark Knight trilogy? Then he wouldn't be that great. Like the people are saying that he's great as Batman. Yeah, you have a point, but put him in the Dark Knight trilogy. Is he really that good? Well, so I mean, well, with, in the, it, yeah, uh, go ahead. Go ahead sorry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So like in that regard, like, I mean, ah, man, I lost my train of thought, but, uh, yeah, I guess in that regard, like, yeah, I mean, he, he was good with what he was given, but I think where he hasn't been that interested in the role, I don't think he was really interested in, in it at all, to be honest with you. I think he just, I think he got kind of suckered into doing it, to be honest with you. And, uh, I think it's time to move on, you know, maybe for right now where you, you Justice League was a failure, um, your, your big team-up movies have been failures, I mean, you could try and make a Batman movie in the DC Extended Universe, but I think for now the safest way to go is to just do your own separate thing, if that's what Matt Reeves wants to do, just let him do it, I think that's probably your safest way to go. Right, so a few things, a few things I, took, I took from that is um well, I don't think it's I, I don't think it's fair to be like hey let's put 
Batman and Dark Knight because those are two completely different Batman. And Christopher Nolan's Batman is way different than than like uh, uh, Zack Snyder's Batman and or Matt Reeves' Batman. It's going to be each rendition of Batman is going to be different no matter what, you know. Dark Knight, the Dark Knight trilogy, the Bat Batman in that movie, you know, it worked because he was humanized and he was very and he was very vulnerable. And what I liked about I do like I do like Ben Affleck's Batman, but I'm going to go with the Batman that I saw in Suicide Squad and Batman vs Superman. I don't know what was going on. They 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 turned him into like a joke machine and like a lazy dad in in, in Justice League. So I'm not even going to count. Yeah, that. I I agree. Yeah, I'm not even going to count that one. But the 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 one the Batman that I seen in Suicide Squad and, and BVS, I enjoyed. And here's why. I am a big fan of the New Fifty Two comic books of Batman, and I'm a big fan of the Arkham Knight series of you know the video games. And when I look and when I Look at Ben Affleck's Batman. I, I would say I, I would say the Bruce Wayne aspect of him he needs help on, but uh-huh. when I look at his Batman, I'm like, besides the killing, I'm like, you know, this this is this is the dark Batman that we haven't seen in a long time, and he's not uh-huh. like the way he the way his whole story arc for me in BVS was really, you know, captivating. And it was really like you know innovative, and I liked what they did with him in Batman vs Superman, and I think he was the best part of that movie, and I think his story was the best part of that movie, and I think what what, what happened with that was is I think that what Zack Snyder wanted, I think that he wanted to do a Batman movie, and I think his way of doing a Batman movie was. You know, he was already signed on to do a Super a, a Man of Steel sequel, kind of like a sequel. And I think he wanted to do a Batman movie. So I, I think that's why we got so much of Batman in BVS. But I just loved it because, like, the warehouse scene alone, besides the, hi, I'm your son's friend, that was bullshit. Because you, just, you guys are just kicking each other's asses. Besides that, besides that, that whole action scene, besides the killing was just straight out of the Arkham games and straight out of a Batman. It was just straight out of a Batman comic book, one of the darker comic books. And yeah. what like and with with the Dark Knight trilogy, I love the I love those movies, but what they failed to get to for me was the action uh you know, hand-to-hand combat. You know, what Christopher Nolan likes to do is that he likes to humanize and he likes to make things seem realistic, which is fine. But and, 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 and you know the, it works clearly for those movies. But when I'm when I'm when I'm hearing Batman, I want to see Batman, you know, taking that martial arts and he's throwing guys against the wall and one kick is throwing this guy against the wall and he's using a grapple gun and he's using the uh he's using everything and I just loved what they did with him in those movies. So I necessarily, so that's maybe probably why I'm like, oh man, like, uh, like he's leaving. But you know, if we get a nice, if we get a nice addition and a nice casting, then I guess I'll be fine with it. A lot of people are saying John Hamm, and I can kind of see him in the role, kind of. But I don't even know I who can't. I would cast at this point. 
to play Batman yeah. because there's just like it's like it, it feels like we've gotten everyone to play this 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 character, and I don't I don't mm. know how how much more we have. Yeah, I don't I don't think John Hamm would be good. If you want to cast John Hamm as Superman, I'm all I'm all for that. Right, right, right. Um, uh, in regards to what you were saying, uh, to an extent, I agree. Um, you know, there were there were some elements in Batman v Superman that I enjoyed with Batman. I will agree, he was the best part. That warehouse scene is the best and probably only good scene in that movie. Right, um, right. But my whole, my whole problem with the writing with Batman in these movies is you have to play all three sides of the character. You have to play Bruce Wayne the asshole, Bruce Wayne the billionaire playboy, and Batman. And I don't think Ben Affleck really captures that all that well, and I think Christian Bale captured all three of those really well. Yeah, I, I agree. Think Mike, I agree. I think, Michael, I think Michael Keaton captured more of the Batman and uh, Bruce Wayne being like a billionaire playboy really well. Right. I don't think he captured the asshole part really well. Um, but at the same time, it's like, it's like yeah, I get it. It's kind of like more like the Arkham games. It's more like the New 52, a more darker, more broody version of Batman. But it's like, but it's like Batman is not supposed to kill. Like, I get it. He killed early in the comics, but that's something that hasn't been established for 50 years now. Oh, yeah, I agree like, with you. Yeah, I agree with yeah, you there. Yeah, yeah. So, but, so, like, so, like, why is he killing? Like, that, that, there, were, there were the aspects of that part of the character in Batman v Superman that made me mad. It's like, why, why is he killing people? Yeah, and then it's so, like he, and, the, and then it's like he's branding people, and so it's like the police, like, he... He puts the criminals in Arkham Asylum because of that, so it's like the police know who to like who to kill after that or put in Arkham Asylum. Right. I'm and, like, and I'm, it's I'm like, like this is not Batman to me. And, and and it's like okay, so I agree with the no killing. I just when I meant dark, when I mean dark, I mean like he's this he's at at this point in his life as Batman, he's seen a lot of shit and he's pissed off. And I guess that's what I liked about what I like about his Batman. And going back to your point about Christian Bale playing all three perfectly well, I think uh-huh. Christian Bale is a phenomenal Bruce Wayne. I do not think Christian Bale is a phenomenal Batman. I think he played the he played an asshole and he played the uh, Playboy aspect really well. And the way you know, and, and the scenes where he goes he goes from Batman and the way for him to just switch it was nice. And I don't think Ben Affleck is a good Bruce Wayne. I do think he's a great Batman. And uh-huh. Christian Bale's Batman, I don't know, he's just, he just came off as soft to me. I, I think ass, it's just because of his throat cancer voice. He, he, he got his ass beat. And, like, it's just, it came off as soft to me. Ben Affleck's Batman comes off as I've been through some shit, and I'm over it, and I'm pissed. And See, I think... Oh, if if yeah yeah just one more thing and if 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 the what would have what would have worked about his Batman is that if the movie would established why he's killing like I heard a lot of people say like if Alfred was like you know this is not you you had so much rules and you had like you know you had a code of no killing and Batman was like you know Alfred I I can't let this go on anymore they killed Robin you know. Robin's dead. There's people dead because of me. So I need to take action. If they would have did that, okay, I'll, I I buy it. You know, if if they would have did that, I would buy it because, like you said, he's an old he's an older Batman, and he's seen some shit, and he's been through some shit. He's already messed up Joker. He's already been through all of them. So he's because they mentioned Penguin, and they they mentioned all of them. So I I I you know, and I really do think. <clears throat> I think that 
uh, BVS would have worked so much better if if it was like the sixth movie in the yes. uh, in the uh, in the whole DCEU. Because yeah, not number two. Exactly, because you're established that. Could you imagine if we got Superman? He's doing his thing. Man of Steel 2, he's doing his thing. He's destroying cities as he's doing his thing. And then as, as, as that's going on, you got Batman. He's doing his thing. And he's watching this freaking alien go through all this shit. And you got Batman and he's, um, and like, and they grow this hatred amongst each other, you know? Not yeah. in the second film. It, it would have worked so much perfectly if. The tension between them was grown through the Grad- matter of like movies, exactly. And then, could you imagine also if Wonder Woman, while all this is happening, Wonder Woman is making her way to you know to the U.S. and she's like, and she's like, what is you know what's going on in this particularly part of the city? Like, what's going on in Gotham and what's going on in Metropolitan, you know, uh, Metropolis and what's what is all of this? And then Batman v Superman, if it was like the sixth installment would have been a nice little culmination of all of these events happening. Change a few things like Jesse Eisenberg as, you know, as Luther. And that oh, would have been yeah. a that would have been a bomb movie because now you have the substance and the reason why I mean, I know I'm going off on a tangent, but the That's reason fine. the reason why Civil War in the MCU and I hate to compare, but it's gonna happen with these movies. Come on. Yeah, the yeah, reason it, why it, especially with that one. Right. The reason why it worked so well and that you believe that Iron Man and Captain America are are hating each other right now is because in the first Avengers movie, they established that they don't like each other. And mm-hmm. through time, in Age of Ultron, they had differences. In all these movies, they're forming tension between each other. And that's why I think that worked. And that's what I feel like... DC should have done because then BVS would have been this, you know, it would have been such a more flowed and better movie. Yeah, I agree. Um, I actually don't have to say anything now because you actually answered. You actually answered what I was going to say. The whole uh, with the whole um, Alfred like being like, "Oh no, you're taking it a little too far," and Batman being like, "Well, they uh, they killed they killed Robin." You know, I mean, they hinted at that in the movie, but they but that's not. That's what I don't like about this version of Batman. It's like they imply. Like I get it. Like it's yeah, better to show. Yeah, I can understand. It's better to it's better to show, not tell, and kind of like imply and not fully tell. But it's like it's like you needed if you're gonna have Batman kill people, you needed that one line. You didn't have. You have to do more than just imply. You needed it's, that one line. Because all they where, did was show you that the um they showed you the Robin suit. Yeah, it said like haha jokes on you like yeah, you needed to do more than just imply. Like if they had done that, I probably could have lived with the fact that Batman was killing people in that. So, that that's where I that's kind of the reason why I don't like this version of Batman. Like I'm 50/50 with it, I guess. Right, I can understand. I can understand that. So, we'll we'll uh, move on from the DCEU and all of its magicness. And we will go into the weekend box office. So, um, get to a little rundown. Number one in the box office was Ocean's 8. In its opening weekend, Ocean's 8 made $41 million. Nice, was, good for that. Right, it was in uh, 4,000 plus theaters. Really excited yes. for that, that, that that movie did well. Number two, we had Solo, A Star Wars Story. 
making 15 million. It's still declining really hard. Number three, we had Deadpool 2 making 14 million. Number four, I'm I, I'm sad this wasn't higher. At least number three or number two. But number four, hereditary. we had a, a Hereditary that made 13 million. But it was only in 2,000 theaters. So I'm wondering what would have happened if it was in 4,000 4, plus. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And then rounding up the top five was Avengers Infinity War, of course, making 7 million. And then we'll go down to um, the eighth spot in the box office, which was Hotel Artemis in its opening weekend, only making 3 million. Wow. Yeah, it wasn't that good. <laughs> yeah, it only made three million, and with with the good cast, I guess you need more than the, a good cast to you know for a movie to really make it in the box office. It's a three, boring movie. Three million for a movie like that is not good. It's, yeah, it's, it's 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 fucking boring. Yeah, it's not good, and it's sad that um, upgrade and its second week almost beat Hotel Artemis. So I'm not sure about that. I'm not sure about that film. So. What are your thoughts on the box office? First, I'll start off by saying that I am super proud and super happy that Ocean's 8... I'm happy that Ocean's 8 kicked ass this this, um, weekend. I'm glad that people went out and and saw it. And, you know, I'm just glad... And I did my review. You can can check it up. Check it it out on our our podcast page. But I did my review and I gave it like a C+. And you know it had some it had some problems with it, but it's definitely one of those movies that you take your friends, you take your girlfriends, and you just enjoy nice little cocktail. AMC was really smart because they were giving out a cocktail for the movie called The Heist. Oh, nice! And that's really nice. clever. That was really clever because you know those girls night out, you want to have a drink, so that was really clever yeah. for them to do that. So I'm just glad it did really well. Forty one million in the box office is really really good. What are your thoughts yeah. on that? Uh, well, well, regarding the cocktail first, they they did the same thing for the screening for Hotel Artemis, and that's when I knew I was like, yeah, this is gonna suck. Um, but um, no, I think that's really good that it made forty one million. It doesn't seem like that this is gonna be a repeat of the, the all female Ghostbusters because we know what happens when when you turn from we have a movie series that goes from all males to all females. We saw what happened with Ghostbusters in that regard. This doesn't seem like it's going to be a Ghostbusters thing, which makes me happy. And, you know, I like the cast, and I'm interested to see it. I just probably won't get around to seeing it until it's on Blu-ray or DVD or digital. Um, But it does look look like it's going to be at least fun, you know. Um, And I really like the Ocean series. Um, Solo actually made more than I thought it did. Oh, wow. Yeah, what did it make, 15? It may let me get back to the page. Uh, make sure we're still recording. Yeah, we're still recording. Um, yes, it made solo made fifteen million for the second. Okay, yeah, yeah, that kind of surprised me. Um, it's in its third weekend. Yeah, that surprised me. I thought it was gonna be a lot lower. I thought it was gonna be closer to like nine or ten. Um, uh, hereditary not not breaking the top three. Kind of disappointing. I know. Uh, oh my god, the movie was so good, and I'm like, damn it, I people. Think I think a lot of people, I have a feeling this is going to be one of those horror movies, kind of like The Witch, that's, everybody's going to be like, oh, it's one of those art house horror movies, like, it's kind of boring, like, don't go see it, I didn't like it all that much, uh, like, the only cool stuff happens at the end, I feel like, I feel like it's going to be like that in that regard, which is kind of a shame, because the whole movie's really good, um, and then, uh, what was five? 
yeah, Infinity War at five uh, doesn't surprise me that that's still in the top five. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I believe it has now officially across two uh, two billion. Two billion, it did, and I think after that, it's uh, I don't think it's gonna cross um, movies like Force Awakens and like um, Avatar. Avatar. Those made like two point seven, so I don't yeah. see that happening anytime soon. But I am happy that it 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 you know it's a big success, and I'm glad that you know it with so much work behind the cameras for that film. I'm glad it's paying off for Marvel. You know what I mean? Yeah. So with Ocean's Eight, you know, um, we were talking about Ghostbusters, and when that came out, and when that came out, Ghostbusters the the re um the remake opening weekend it made forty six million. And it was actually in less theaters and stuff like that, but it still made for it made more than Ocean's Eight did. But, but um, I think the reason why both I think the reason why that that movie was slammed and Ocean's Eight wasn't, you know, when it when when they started announcing it and all that stuff, is because yeah. Ghostbusters wanted they wanted to do this thing where. It's a complete rehash, reboot, and it's women. And I have no problem with an all-female cast. But I don't either. It's just that doesn't make sense. You know what I mean? It doesn't make sense to really do. And the reason why Ocean's 8 you know, worked is because it's still in canon. And it's still she's, you know, um, Sandra Bullock's character is the sister of Danny Ocean. And okay. I love that. That was, that was gonna be that was gonna be my question. I was gonna be like, how they connect? How they right, connect? Right, to Danny Ocean. Yeah, uh, Sandra Bullock is the sister of Danny Ocean, and it's like, I think it was like, uh, he Danny Ocean. Um, oh damn, I don't want to go into spoilers, but you know, uh, something happened with Danny Ocean and Sandra Bullock's character Debbie Ocean is coming out of prison, and she wants to. She wants to do one big heist with her girls. And I really enjoyed it for what it was. And I yeah. think that's why it worked with with audiences and why it worked with critics. critics because it's in canon. And, you know, yep. it ties into all the other Ocean films. And they call it Ocean's 8 so that eventually you can have this big, um, big franchise of Ocean's 8, 9, 10, 11... 12 13 so i I think i think this doing well means that we are getting a sequel which i'm fine with if they have the same cast besides you know you know there were some people in the cast that i didn't feel like worked but if they had the same cast and i'm fine with the oceans 9 and 10 if the script and the and you know and the film is as good as oceans 8 was you know what i mean yeah so yeah um back to hereditary Ugh, I'm so mad that this didn't do at least like thirty or at least like twenty million because this movie was so good. And I was watching today a couple. I was watching the uh, uh, ending explained, and yep. watching that made me even love the movie more because I was like the attention to detail that this director yeah. did with this movie is just like goddamn. And everyone is saying that Tony Collette. Man, that she Oscar. Needs to, she needs to she needs to run up on the Oscars, man, because her performance and specifically all her scenes she was in, she stole she stole the show. But there's one dinner scene, and when she when that scene was happening, I'm just like, wow, she is yeah. 
she and she and I saw her on the to, on the uh, Today Show a few days ago, and she was talking about the movie. And she said herself that she's she hates horror movies because they're too scary. Really? Yeah. So for you to hate horror movies and fucking perform like that in a horror film, yeah. then yeah. god damn, you deserve all the awards. Like, honey, yeah. <laughs> you deserve right, right now, all the awards. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right now, she is my pick for best actress. Right, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's still really early. It's only June. And, you know, yeah. Oscar movies are going to come out later on this year. But, damn, Tony Collette. Tony Tony Collette no no she can act in in Hereditary and it's not just her it's everyone everyone is great in the film you know especially Alex Wolf Alex Wolf like where did he come from and I'm just like yeah wow this was like uh in like the one scene where I'm like this kid is fucking going places and he's only 20 years old this kid something traumatizing happens with him with his character and another character, and just him, just the camera. After the traumatizing thing happened, the camera stayed on him for like five minutes, and I was, uh-huh. and he was just acting his ass off, and he he's crying, and he's like he's shaking. And, oh man, Tony Collette, Alex Wolf, they're in my list. They're in my list for like actors of the year so far. Yeah. So I yeah, guess. I- yeah, I guess we'll see. All right, uh, moving on to the next next topic for this evening, we have the Nun trailer dropped today, earlier this morning, for us on the east side of uh, uh, the U.S. The Nun trailer dropped today, and it is another installment of the the Conjuring universe, along with Annabelle and all those other movies, and. It dropped today, and when I heard about this movie, I was not, you know, I was, I didn't really, I was like, okay, I guess we'll see how it goes. Everybody's doing a universe now, so I guess we'll see. And this trailer dropped, and I was like, wow, I'm into, let's go. You know what I mean? Let's go. Like, you, you, you got me into it. So, before I get your thoughts on this trailer, for me, I noticed a few things that the, the budget looks really high on this film with the outside shots. And I heard they filmed they filmed it at a castle, and the budget just looks really high. And I'm just like, okay, they put some extra money behind it. And the look of the film, the film is directed by Corin Hardy, and the look of the film captures James Wan's visions of his Conjuring movies. Like the Annabelle films, they kind of branched away of James Wan's vision, and this movie actually looks like it, it captures it. It's super scary looking. It's um, it's set in Romania. It, it looks really, it looks beautiful. And what's 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 really interesting about it is that it stars Vera Farmiga's uh, sister, uh, Tasia uh, Ta- Farmiga. Yeah, yeah. Taisha, something like that. Yeah, but, I don't know how you say it. Yeah, I hope I said it right. But yeah, it stars her sister. So when I heard that it starred her sister, I'm like, okay, so this, is this like a younger version of 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 Lorraine, or is this like a is this like maybe like an ancestor of Lorraine, and maybe that's why she was haunted by it? But they don't say, so I'm interested to see what that's like. What did you think of the trailer? Uh, I really don't want to see this movie, and not because I think the movie looks bad, but because that nun just scares the fucking shit out of me. I agree. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is why. Like, 
she is the part in The Conjuring 2 where I'm just like, no, no, get off the screen, get off the screen, oh, fuck, she's back, she's back, ah, ah, like, I just freak out, like, when she popped up in the trailer, like, I don't scream during trailers, I was fucking screaming, like, when she, when, when, uh, you see her walking, like, down that, like, that, like, creepy hallway, and then yes, the nun's right yes, back for her, oh I'm, like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, holy shit. Holy shit, holy shit. And then she just pops out and attacks her. I was like, ah! And, and it's like crazy because, you know, in my head when I was watching this at work today, I'm like, guys, I'm not ready. I just got out of hereditary. Just like, go easy on me for a while. Yeah. You know, go Hit easy me on me. And then they hit me yeah. with this fucking trailer. I'm just like, thanks. It's great. But thanks, you know, yeah. my my heart rate is up, and I'm ready for this movie. It's coming out, I believe, in September. So it looks like fall. It's going to be pretty good with some horror films. Got Halloween, and we got, you know, The Nun. So I guess, yeah, I'm excited to for it, though. To be honest with you, when, when we got to this topic and you said, oh, The Nun trailer dropped, like, I knew we were talking about this topic, but, like, just you, like, talking about it, like, she's, she scares the living shit out of me so much, it sends shivers down my body. Wow. So yeah, I get yeah because yeah. that was the the nun was be, was definitely the best part of the Conjuring two, and I that's yeah. why they did this movie because they, they, that's why they did the movie is because the fan reaction from the nun was just so high, and yeah, and I don't blame them because it looks trailer looks really good. Hopefully they have the right team behind it and everything, and you know because we've seen good trailers and we've seen shitty, you know, the movie becomes shit after the good trailers. Yeah. So I'm just hoping yeah. that's really good. So Like, that, that fucking nun, dude. <sighs> I know. Just shivers. I know. I know. <laughs> it's just, it's crazy. So, with that, we're gonna move on to our television news rundown, where we discuss quickly. I'm gonna uh, throw a few, throw a few news from um, the television world. Out on the table, you tell me what catches your eye or catches your ear, whatever works, and we'll go from there. So, right. first um, piece of development and news is that the Game of Thrones prequels are now in active development at HBO. We had uh -huh. yesterday a Glow Season 2 trailer from Netflix, and I guess the uh, new season uh, begins streaming June 29th. We have uh -huh. Luke Cage Season 2 trailer dropping, and I guess that's coming up sooner, and uh -huh. um, I believe it's June 22nd. And then we also have 13 Reasons Why is renewed for Season 3 by Netflix, and it will premiere in 2019. Marvel's Cloak and Dagger breaks freeform records with premiere last week, Thursday, it had 1.6 million views, which is really good for, you know, for Freeform. Um, yeah. Amazon's Lord of the Rings show kicks off production. So, um, with all of those TV news, is there anything that catches your ear? Um, the Game of Thrones prequels, definitely. Um, I really don't. I really don't know what to think about those. Um, I just, I just think it'll be cool to see like different stories, uh, other than like the than what we've been seeing with Game of Thrones so far. Um, and I gotta go I gotta go with the Lord of the Rings one. Uh, do I think Lord of the Rings needs a TV show? No. Do I know anything about this Lord of the Rings show? No. But 
whatever Amazon does with it, I'm interested to see what they do with it. I think those are probably the two that stick out the most to me. Same here. So for me, I guess from these from this um for these from these news, I guess for me is is Netflix announcing so quickly that Thirteen Reasons Why it was renewed for season three? Because mm-hmm. let me tell you something. I know you don't watch the show, and I understand. I got to. I understand I why because it's kind of a mess, but it's one of those shows that you have to watch because yeah. you want to see what these fuckers are gonna do next. Because like season two ends, and the way it ends, it's just so graphic and so. I vivid. know how it ends. Right, it's so vivid and graphic, and fans and critics and everyone was pissed. So for Netflix to be like, "Hey, but guess what? Renewed," you know, then I was like, "I was like, oh man, maybe you're treading on thin ice right now. Maybe you should have waited a couple months, let people like digest the some um, second season, and you know, then announce it." So that's really what stuck out for me. Um, and then also what stuck out for me is that. Uh, Glow season two because a lot of people slept on Glow season one and I love. That's really good. Yeah, I love me some Glow and I watched the entire season. I'm a huge wrestling fan, so it was very it was really cool to see this you know um adaptation of this uh TV show for Netflix. It's definitely something that I never thought I would see Netflix release, but I had a really fun time with season one of that show. So if it's anything like that show, then I'm 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 I'm, I'm in. What about you? Um, I, I can't, I can't say that I've watched the show. It's on my radar. There's so many shows on my radar. Um, right, right, that I right. have to watch. Like, 13 Reasons Why is one of those shows. Um, Glow's definitely on there. Um, is Marvel's Cloak and Dagger, is that related to, like, anything with, uh, with, like, Luke Cage, or is that kind of, like, its own thing? So, Cloak and Dagger, I guess it's supposed to be kind of in the MCU, because it's connected, I guess, to Agents of Shield and all those shows. Oh, okay. So yeah, yeah. The thing about the Netflix shows and the ABC shows is that they're all supposed to be MCU canon, but yeah. Kevin Feige just doesn't acknowledge those movies at all. Yeah, because Coulson's alive in Agents of Shield. Yeah, but he's not alive in the movie. So right. to me, Coulson's still not alive. Right. So you know, if you if you the Daredevil. Jessica Jones, Iron Fist, Luke Cage, they, you know, they've mentioned, they they would mention, like, Captain America, or the incident, the incident meaning Avengers 1 and what happened in New York, um, they they would mention all that in their seasons, and Cloak and Dagger kind of mentioned something about Iron Man in their show, in, like, episode 2, I believe, so it's supposed to be canon, same same with uh, Hulu's Runaways, they're all supposed to be canon, they they just don't get acknowledged by Kevin Feige or, or you know all the other movies. Which I mean yeah. personally, I get you not wanting to acknowledge uh um Coulson being alive in the movies, but I would have loved to like a big part of these comic books is some of these characters, and I would love to see like you know Spider Man and Daredevil together, and like you know and like Spider Man and like Luke Cage or like Luke Cage with like someone else or. Jessica Jones with all the other powerful women in the in the uh, in the uh, movie, so I guess it's a kind of a mixed opportunity. And uh-huh. for Civil War, when they were doing production for Civil War, Spider Man's introduction was supposed to be Daredevils. Oh, I thought it was supposed to be Black Panthers. No, it was Spider Man. The way how you know how uh, Tony Stark brings in Spider Man, 
Yeah. That was supposed to be for Daredevil. And that was supposed to be oh, for okay. the Netflix Daredevil. Because he was in the cast list and everything. And then when uh, when 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 Marvel got the um, acquisition of Spider-Man, that's when they switched it to, you know, it's Spider-Man he goes and gets. You know what I mean? And it's Spider-Man okay. that he mentors. But that, that was all supposed to be Daredevil. Okay. So, yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, so that's a little bit of the uh, television news rundown. Uh, next, we are going to get into some E3 reactions. We'll go really quick because we probably we will probably have an E3 recap episode sometime this week. And because on um, Monday, my buddy Mitchell and I, we discussed all the conferences. So you can look out for that on the page. It should be there for Monday. So we are going to get Alex's reactions to E3 and what stood out for him. So Alex, take it on. Uh, I will just say, I haven't watched everything from E3, uh, just because there's way too much. Yeah, it's um, a lot. It's a lot to try to catch up catch up to. Yeah, especially especially with some of the games, because even with some of the big games, they've re- they released like four or five like gameplay videos. I'm like, I can't watch them all. But what I did see, uh, Ghost of Tsushima, uh, uh, open world samurai game, looks amazing. Um, Spider-Man for the PS4 looks super fun, super amazing. I think that's the Spider-Man game we have been waiting for forever. Um, the big stand, I think the big standouts for me were Shadow of the Tomb Raider, Last of Us 2. Okay, see, I agree. Um, I'm gonna go, for me, everyone knows, like, you know, what I've spoken about as far as the conferences. But to, just to get a little refresher, for me, what stood out for me was definitely The Last of Us' uh, gameplay looks yeah. fantastic. It does. I've been re- And then as far as Spider-Man, I've been ready for Spider-Man since, since it was announced. Since yep, we saw the uh, gameplay last year at E3. And I'm already ready for that game. It comes out in a couple months. I'm going to get the collector's edition. It's happening. So yep. I'm excited for that game. So yeah, E3 overall for me, it was Okay, it was pretty good. A lot of parts were really good. Um, and a lot of aspects of the show was really good. But there's a lot of standouts. But there was also a lot of misses. But I, overall, I thought it was pretty fun. They are doing, if you want to check out, check it out on YouTube or IGN, they are doing a lot of the gameplay demos for some of these games that was announced. So um, is that what like a lot of these videos that are popping up on YouTube are? Right, like, right. So, the get- okay. Right, so yeah, Saturday, so- Sunday... And Monday are the conferences and what okay. they and you know and what they are announcing and then the rest of the week is pretty much demos. So yeah, when they, they have a, when they release when they release like a million videos at once. That's where I get confused. Right. So when they have so when you see like a Spider Man demo, that's them talking about Spider Man after the big E three showcase. That's them showing you some gameplay, and it's really good. Some of the some of the gameplay for some of these games that, that they're showing is really good. So yeah, yeah, I Check saw I saw that there was a new uh, Shadow of the Tomb Raider one that they just uploaded to. Yeah, which I yeah, really so, like so, another nine minute one, which I really right, want to watch. right, and a lot of them are lengthy, ten minute, fifteen minutes. I think today yeah. they also dropped one for um. For Battlefield Five, and they dropped one oh, for nice. they they dropped one for this game called Jump Force that me and Mitchell okay. are so excited about. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah. Another, another game that I'm excited about, and it's gonna make me want to buy a Nintendo Switch. Well, I know uh, you're Starlink, going. Starlink Battle for Atlas. 
Um, it's developed by Ubisoft, but the reason I want it for Nintendo Switch, and I want a Nintendo Switch because of this, you get to play a Star Fox in the Nintendo Switch game. Exactly. Yep, exactly. and, um, That looks pretty good, too. I, thi- I think, yeah, it does, it looks really fun. Um, and I think they showed off gameplay of Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Uh, I still haven't played Assassin's Creed Origins, so I really don't care, but I heard, I heard, I heard that the, it's, like, ancient, uh, Greece, so you're gonna be, like, with Leonidas and stuff, so that's gonna be kind of cool. Yeah, um, I, I still, like I still it. gotta look. Yeah. Oh, you didn't. No, I didn't like it. But go ahead. Yeah. I, uh, I, I still gotta look through some other stuff. Like I'm, I've heard Anthem kind of look pretty cool, but kind of at the same time. Eh, so. Eh. <laughs> it just kind of looked like it kind of looked like Titanfall meets Halo meets Destiny. Yeah, that's kind of what it looks like. But I would definitely check out all those demos because they're you know E3 is a big time. Where you can just get all the gameplay that you need, you know, to have your, you know, to hold you over until the games come out. So, yeah, yeah. I'm excited about a lot of them. So, we'll get into some closing segments and closing, um, closing convos. Um, so, next we have opening this weekend. What is coming out this weekend? We have, whoo, 14 years, baby. 14 years, time. baby. 14 years, man. Incredibles 2. Incredibles 2. We'll get into Incredibles 2 in a a minute, guys. But we have Incredibles 2. We have Superfly. Looks horrible. We have, and then we have Tag. Those are the three standouts of what's opening this week. And I'm pretty sure we know what's going to top the box office. We know. Yeah. We know. (laughs) We know. It's it's a no-brainer. It's a no-brainer. So, you know, let's not even go through the other movies. Let's just go right into it. I, I kind of want to talk about Tag. Just one Oh, come on. All right, all right. Just all right, one aspect. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 think, I think it's dumb. This is, this is like the Henry Cavill mustache situation all over again. Did you hear Jeremy Renner's arms are CGI'd in that movie? Yeah, because he broke them, I guess. <laughs> yeah, which is completely weird, but that's all I wanted to say. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now, yeah. <laughs> now, ladies and gentlemen, let me tell y'all a story, okay? Let me just tell you guys a story. And we have been going for about an hour, so if you're here, you're here for the long run. Let me tell y'all yeah. a story, okay? Once upon a time, I was a nice little 10-year-old kid. And there was a movie from Pixar coming out called The Incredibles. And I said, The Incredibles? Mom, what's that? And it was a superhero movie mixed with animation, mixed with Pixar's great storytelling. And I was like, get me in that theater, mom. And freaking, oh, I was not, I wasn't, I was I wasn't 10. I'm sorry. I was, I was 13 years old. And okay. actually I was 10 because it's 14 yeah, years. Yeah, because there's, yeah, Lord. Just so, came out. Oh my God. So 10 year old me. Uh, I was like, oh, I need to see another. I needed to see a sequel for this film, and then I turned twelve. There was nothing. I turned fourteen. <laughs> there was nothing. I turned, turned 16, sixteen. There was nothing. I said, guys, I'm getting old here. Where's the Incredibles yeah. two? I don't care about Cars three. Get me some more Incredibles, okay? Get me this team. Get me this. Uh, get the. Get me this ensemble. Just get me Jack Jack. Get me this freaking movie already. Then I turned twenty one, <laughs> and there was still. No Incredibles 2. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I am a 23-year-old healthy male. And, baby, we got Incredibles 2. It's coming. Yeah. We're seeing it tomorrow night. 
in IMAX. We're excited. I know, I know you, you, I, I, and I know you guys are excited because you guys are probably my age when you guys were watching the first one. So I am so pumped, Alex. What you got? Yeah, uh, you hit, you hit it right in the head. Um, the Incredibles two waited fourteen years for this movie. Okay, I was, I was a ten year old kid when this came out. I thought it was a cool movie when it came out. I also thought Finding Nemo was was cool when it came out, but I was nine when that came out. That's a whole different story. Um, but yeah, I was ten when The Incredibles came out. I loved it when I got it on DVD. I actually did not watch it for a whole bunch of years because I thought I outgrew it. But at the same time, I saw that all these Pixar movies were coming out, and I was like, hold on a minute. We get Cars, Cars 2, and Cars 3 before the fucking Incredibles 2! Oh, took it right out of my How mouth, sir. How does that sir. fucking happen? Took it right out of my mouth. I don't know. You, wanna, you, want, you want me to answer How, that? I don't know. How <laughs> does that fucking happen? I, I don't know. I don't like, get it. You get you get that, and you get the fucking good dinosaur before the Incredibles too. Oh, don't even get me started, please, please. Yeah. Like I watched the Incredibles two over the weekend, and I'm like, God yeah. damn, this movie just holds over, you know? Yeah. And you and it's it's crazy how I can love this movie at ten, and I can love it even more at twenty three. And it's so charming. It's it's just. Not even that. First of all, it's a great superhero film. First of yeah. all, it's a great origin film. First of all, the storylines is so good. You have a toxic. You have this this husband and wife who are on a brink of divorce. You have uh, these. You have a loner student in Violet who's just trying to be normal and trying to get by. You have you have um Dash who's this kid. And he he wants to use his abilities for good, and he wants to get into like you know he just wants to use it. Then you have the husband and um and Bob who 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 hates his job, and he's the he's the average middle 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 aged man, and he hates his job, and he knows he's worth and valued in so much more than just a cubicle. And then you have the mother who's trying to keep all of this afloat. You know, and she's trying to protect her family, and she knows that she knows she wants to be a hero, but she also knows that hey, it's not it's not the eighties anymore, and I have a kid, I have kids now, so it's yeah. just all these aspects in one film, and then you have a good villain, and and I loved you have a good villain in Syndrome who's pissed, yeah, right? and it's literally like you disowned me when I was little, and now I'm older. And I know you, and I know you as a fraud. And I want to take everything that you love, and I want you, and I want to show you why you should have picked me up when I was younger. Oh, yeah. Oh, all oh, this not, freaking not, movie. Oh my lord. Not, not to mention, Frozone is the coolest sidekick ever. Oh. Where is my suit? If Fro Frozone is great, he's the best Robin you'll ever meet yeah. and he's just Samuel Samuel L. Jackson's perfect for that. And, and I just love the entire cast is back. Uh, yeah. uh Brad Bird is back and it's Pixar and I'm already yep. hearing great things about it and I'm in there tomorrow night. I'm in there and I'm I hope work goes by fast because I am in there, buddy. I'm in there. We're both in there. Yeah. And I can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I can't either. So yeah, that's our Incredibles 2 preview for tomorrow. We will try to have the uh, review. We will try to have the uh, review up 
tomorrow night. If we can't, then we'll definitely have it up. Um, just like the Hereditary movie review, we'll have it up Saturday morning. Um, we are seeing an early show tomorrow, earlier than, than usual. So maybe we will have time to record a review for the movie while it's fresh in our minds after. So we will definitely we will definitely see. Now we are moving on to a brand new segment. Before I want to give a little disclaimer. This is Alex I, Alex's idea, not mine. <laughs> this is Alex's idea. Please do not associate me with this next segment. Okay, we have our shit movie of the week. Our shit movie of the week. I don't even want to say the title because I'm so ashamed that I sat down that I sat down and watched part of this film. Alex, go ahead. Go ahead. Just go. <laughs> All right. This week's shit movie of the week is drum roll, please. <laughs> I'm not even gonna give you a drum roll. I'm so pissed. <laughs> Halloween trap pussy kill kill. I I just you hear <laughs> you hear the title, people, and and for those for those for those of you in the back. He said Halloween, trap, pussy, kill, kill. And, okay, let's tell you how we found this movie. So, last week before Hereditary, I wanted to show Alex a couple of the Halloween movies. You know, with Michael Myers and all those stuff. So we strolled onto the Hulu account. We went on Hulu, (laughs) and we typed in Halloween. And you know what came up, people? You know what came up? Halloween, Halloween H2O and Halloween Trap Pussy, whatever the fuck, okay? <laughs> but it, it, it came up, okay? It came up, and and wonderful Alex over here was like, let's watch it. And I'm like, Alex, please don't let me go through this. Because, and and because I begged him. I, was- <laughs> I begged this man not to watch this movie, and we... Watched it. And let me try to pull it up. Alex, say a couple of things about this movie. Because I already want to go to the next segment. But let me, let me, let me, while I pull right. this up, you go ahead. <laughs> okay. Basically, with a title like that, you would think this movie would be on, like, Pornhub or something. Um, so, basically, what it is, uh, I thought that this movie was going to be a movie that was so bad, it's funny. So, I, I, I when, when I said, let's watch it, I was expecting to laugh. No, this movie is so bad, it's bad. Okay, people? Like, what the fuck was going on at the beginning of this movie? Why did this movie start off in Iraq, have some guy get decapitated, then another guy shot, then another guy with his face ripped off? I'm like, oh, this is... Oh, my yeah. God. Like, and, and, and I'm going to go full spoilers with this, because there's yeah, no I'm way I'm going to be like, guys, that. no spoilers, you know, because this is the worst movie I've ever seen, ever. Ever and 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 I yeah. and it's like, and uh, we turned it on, and I, Alex searched up the IDM um IMDb I, for the for the movie, and here's the, here's the, here's the summary: Members of the all girl punk rock band Kill Pussy Kill must fight for their lives in attempt to outwit an unknown assailant after finding themselves trapped in a madman's maze. Now. It doesn't sound that bad when you when you when when you say the 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 uh the summary or the bio, but this movie was so bad. 
and it started no, off. It started off with some Call of Duty Homeland mission. It was horrible. It was fucking weird. And then it turned into this, this like metal rock band music video, and then it Let's turned. Be stoners, bro. And and then it turned to people, uh, people, you know, turning up missing, and then it turned to some saw. Some bootleg <laughs> Saw movie that the you movie got. The movie did not know what it was. Right, and then it and then it turned into like a Saw movie that you get from the uh, the old lady in the corner who's selling DVDs at like a grocery yeah. market, and it says Saw, but it ain't Saw, and it's some horrible no. horrible movie, and it's just like the actors and the actresses was just so bad, and there was a moment, and Alex is gonna laugh at this because there was a moment. When a girl walks into a gas station, and then oh my god, and then her friends, her friends are looking for her. She walks into the. I stop laughing. Stop laughing. Stop laughing. Stop laughing. Because I hate you right now. I hate you. So the girl walks into the gas station, and then her friends are like, "Hey, what's her face has been missing? We should we we should go after her, guys. Let's go look." And then. The girl literally walks in there for one second, comes back out, and she's like, guys, she's gone. It's empty in there. That's what are the we going to do? Right there. That is the best part. <laughs> and, 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 and this part was when I was like, oh, my God, Alex, what are you doing to me right now? And Dude, dude you, but you have to admit, horrible. there's some legit funny parts in here. Like, that it, part was funny, and then... The, and then the part where the trick-or-treaters show up at, like, the, the weird abandoned cabin for some reason. Like, oh like trick-or-treaters go to, like, a cabin in the middle of nowhere. Dude, and then, and then the girl that's, like, helping, like, the mastermind, like, comes, like, they leave. And then she just comes out of the basement with a shotgun. Yeah, and it's just like. Them. She mowed them down with a shotgun. And then the evil mastermind or whatever, he's this generic dude in the wheelchair. And literally, he's, like, he's the most generic Video like bootleg video game villain you will you you will ever see in your life. He's like he's he's just like ha ha ha. Now you guys will learn my route. Just like this is what what the hell? What are we doing? So the we, best way the best the best way I will describe him is he's basically the villain from House of the Dead, but yeah, way worse. This, this, which is saying a lot. This okay. This um. This puts a lot of horrible movies to shame, okay? This should not have been made. Jared Kahn, I'm clicking on your name on IMDb. I just want to know what the hell you were thinking. That's how you the look. I know what you look like now. I'm going to come find you and ask you, <laughs> why the fuck did you make this film? And, okay, you know what's funny? He's known for being one of the writers of Sharknado. There you go, people. Oh, there, there you go. go. Dude, the only reason this movie was made was for the girls to take off their clothes and show their tits. I'm right, like, that was it. There, there you go, people. There you go. It was, just, it was a Pornhub horror movie, and it was horrible. It the was name, shit. Dude, there's porn, there's porn on Pornhub. That's better, I bet. Right. The name, people, is Halloween, and I'm not making this up. You think I am. It's but literally not. Halloween but trap, the name pussy, of this kill, movie kill. is Halloween Pussy Trap Kill kill it's just kill me because this is horrible so that is our new segment that was the uh shit movie of the week and we'll <laughs> next week we will have another shit movie next week we will have another shit movie that's probably even worse so look out for that next we're gonna go into some closing segments 
Um, we we have our our like weekly movie pull list where we uh, share what's coming out on DVD and Blu-ray this week. Alex, what you got? Alright, so on DVD and Blu-ray, uh, I will also mention 4Ks in here, because there's a lot of 4Ks that came out this week. On DVD, first, but first I'll start with DVD and Blu-ray. On DVD and Blu-ray this week, we have Tomb Raider, starring Alicia Vikander as Lara Croft. You also have Walter Goggins in that movie. Uh, the reboot of the Tomb Raider uh, franchise, rated PG-13. Not bad, the Strangers, not bad. Yeah, not bad at all. The Strangers, Pray at Night, still didn't see it, don't really care. Same. Um uh, you have the 35th anniversary edition of Trading Places, starring Dan Aykroyd, Eddie Murphy. Uh, Love, Simon, uh, starring the kid from Jurassic World. Uh, I don't know his name, I don't really care, but he is really good in the movie. Um, he, that is a charming movie, I hope you guys see it, I think it's important. I don't like being one of those politically correct people, but it is, a, it is an important movie. It says a lot more than just about you know, coming out and all that, but, um, also, we have a couple of movie collections out this week, uh, we have the Jack Ryan five movie collection, you have The Hunt for Red October, Patriot Games, Clear and Present Danger, The Sum of All Fears, which sucks, and then Jack Ryan Shadow Recruit, uh, and then we have the Kung Fu Panda three movie collection, finally, on Blu-ray, all three together, Kung Fu Panda, Kung Fu Panda 2, Kung Fu Panda 3. I will not lie, I only, I've only seen the first one, but I've been waiting for them to all come out in one collection, because that's how I roll. We also have the Darkman trilogy, uh, Darkman, Darkman 2, Darkman 3. And for 4Ks, being released on 4K this week, Forrest Gump, Terminator Genesis Shits. Um, <laughs> Jenna <Jenna's> shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Darkest Hour. Uh, what else? Hold on, let me scroll down. Um, Dirty Grandpa. The Purge. The Purge Election Year. The Purge Anarchy. And then the new releases that I already mentioned: Tomb Raider, Love Simon, uh, Strange. I, I don't know. I don't think the Strangers Pray at Night is on uh, 4K, but Tomb Raider and Love Simon are also on 4K. You can pick those up. At your local Best Buy, Target, Walmart, JCPenney probably has them. They're probably in the back somewhere. Um, but, uh, yeah, you can pick them up there, or if you're normal, just order them on Amazon. If you're not normal, buy them digitally. Yes, that is our movie poll, poll list of the week. And with that being said, we have reached the end of the line. We are done. Um, nice episode this week episode four thank you guys for listening we are gonna try to get more content up this week look for the incredibles 2 um review probably tomorrow if not tomorrow night then definitely saturday morning look for um some other content up this week from e3 from uh, me and mitchell and some of the other guys and yeah make sure to tune in for next week of episode five of the Cinemania World Podcast. We love talking to you guys. If you've listened this far, you don't know how much we appreciate it. And it's crazy to think how far we've come, you know, as far and with the Cinemania brand and page. I remember just a year ago, yes, we are coming up on our one-year anniversary of the Cinemania page on Facebook. Make sure you follow, follow that. And it's just crazy to think that one year ago, I met this guy right here. Um, I met this guy at a movie screening by accident. It was a movie screening yeah. I wasn't even going to go to. 
and I met this guy, I met this guy right here, Alex, at a movie screening, and we clicked, and we just, we went movie shopping the next week, and we just love movies, and we love talking about it, so thank you guys for everything. Alex, where can they find you and your page on YouTube? Uh, you can find me on YouTube at Alex Madden. That is my page. I have, uh, I do spoiler reviews, reviews. I do live trailer uh, reactions where I watch a trailer live. I haven't done one in a while. Got to get back into that. Um, you can find me on Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram, Stardust, and I think that's it. Uh, Facebook, just my name. Twitter is uh, hashtag or at Alex underscore Madden underscore Instagram uh, Alex underscore Madden underscore 414 no capitals in my first or uh, last name and then Stardust the same thing but with capitals in my name so that's uh, that's all for me for uh, social media alright once again once again want to get a shout out for to Jenny for the new theme we love it it's been great we've gotten a lot of feedback for it that's the end of the line thank you guys for joining us we will be back next week uh, for sure for the Cinemania World Podcast, Episode 5. Thank you for joining us. We really appreciate it. Have a good night. Bye-bye. Have a good night.